0: This program is brought to you by personallifemedia.com. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex. I'm your host, Francesca Gentile, and with me today is Max Deschoux. Max is the founder of the Suppressed Histories Archive. She founded them in 1970 to research women's history internationally and to help us all understand how systems of domination have been established and perpetuated themselves. She has built an amazing collection of over 15,000 slides and over a 100 shows, and if I could, I would be at all of them because she is so knowledgeable, and I'm extremely excited to have her here with us on the show today. Welcome, Max. Thank you so much, Francesca. You know, it's a delight to have someone as knowledgeable as you. To about the, the suppressed histories of the feminine. And before we go deeper into exactly what has been suppressed and, and what needs to be revealed in a sense, for our listening audience, why, why is this important? Why is it important to reveal um, or bring to light this kind of lost history of the feminine and the divine feminine?
1: Because this is the basis of our existence, and it's something that, you know, in the industrialized world, in modern society, people have gotten so pulled away from the basic vital principle of life, from the principle of harmony, that, that just the love that exists in nature and that pours through our veins, you know, the nectar that we have coming out of our glands in our bodies, that is the true essence of being. And this is something in history that has been colonized. It's been violated. We see that happening to the land all around us now. And we see a lot of turbulence coming up because it's been going on for long enough that that violation cannot be allowed to stand. And so Earth herself is, is reacting. And, and so we need to be able to reattune ourselves to who we really are, men and women, internally. And to be able to honor the divine female principle, which has been so locked down, sold, bought and sold, seized, raped, violated, and taken. And and so we need to come back around and see, what is the true nature of reality? Attune ourselves to nature. And as females, those of us who are female, do realize who we really are without all the cultural layers. And for men to understand lovers, mothers, daughters, sisters, and to be able to relate in respectful and harmonious ways.
0: Now there's something really important that you're pointing to is that we have a world that's out of balance. That's, you know, I think we see it every day that isn't self-destruct in so many ways. The toxicity of the air, the allergies, the, you know, autism and asthma in our children, that the global warming, that really there's something out of balance. And the what I hear you pointing in to is that the more indigenous people and some of the more ancient peoples had a way of living that was in a much greater harmony with the earth, and there was something important about this with regards to how they viewed the feminine or the feminine principle, we might say. And, and what, what is that? What is that, um, you know, more holistic or harmonious way that has been lost? What are some of the key pieces of that?
1: Well, you could say honor and respect, but I think it even goes deeper than that, to really love, you know, to be able to love that. be able to love the feminine and not to use it, not to try and colonize it. And this is what, you know, when people are building hydroelectric dams, they're doing that to the earth. And when you've got, you know, the magazines and the media that we have all around us portraying this very narrow spectrum of the female, then you have a restraint that's laid down. And women look at those airbrushed pictures and they say, I'm supposed to look at that look like that and I don't, so something's wrong with me and I feel bad about myself. And that in that way the the natural power, the life force, is turned against the self. It's turned against the body. And you've lost that honor and you've certainly lost that love. And so there's there's something really primal that we're then missing because we're always looking to feed the the longing and the appetite in addictive ways, we replace addictive patterns with the natural flow that we should all have, you know, the natural connection through breath and blood and all the things that are part of our bodies, part of our beings. We And sexuality is part of that as well. Gets lost. It gets lost. Uh, it gets taken in many cases. People are buying it and selling it. But it's not something that we are really inhabiting. We're
0: not inhabiting our bodies. This is this is big. There's this something that you're pointing to, you know, where it's we have an opportunity to really land in a very sourced relationship with the earth, with our bodies, with one another's bodies. That. That has the sense of honor, that has the sense of res- mutual honor, mutual respect, mutual, you know, love and adoration, which, uh, the, the ancient peoples really had or the indigenous peoples still have. And when we lose that, what I hear you saying is when we lose that, we get so disconnected. Yes. That we become right. very compulsive or addictive. It's like we're empty. It's like, how can I get more and more and more of something that's never going to feed me? Because it's like, how can I get more of advertising? Well, advertising's not going to feed me. <laughs> you know, how can I get more of a, you know, a picture of food on a page? Well, a picture of food on a page is not going to feed me. And yet we become addicted to these 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 habits that give us a little high, a little jolt in the moment, and don't really nourish us fully. So given that, that that really is kind of our world today and this world of, you know, more, 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 what, what can we learn from the ancients and the indigenous? Uh, can you give us some examples or some stories that help us ground into, into the ground, you know, into this much more embodied, connected way of, of relating? You
1: know that what you're saying reminds me there's a there's a proverb of that which does not satisfy there is never enough. I think that's so profound. Oh, I, that I is. think yeah. I, I for me I think that just reconnecting with earth. I like to lie out on a sunwashed boulder and stretch my body in different directions. It's like, you know, we always sit in a right angle in computer chairs or wherever, you know, how we live. is is so off the land. And I like to be able to stretch out, open the tendons, receive sunlight or let moonlight wash into you. Either way, plunge into rivers, the vital force that's in natural flowing water. The, the Hebrews called it Ma'im Chaim, and that was what the mikvah was all about. Every month after your blood, you would immerse and immerse again and immerse again into vital water. And it would. It, it's an opportunity not only for the body, but also for the consciousness to flush yourself and allow yourself to be washed over by freshness and by essence. And so that's one practice that I see as part of... You know, you could call it the animistic worldview, which is the idea, anima meaning spirit, which is present in matter. You know, it's not this separation, matter over here, spirit over here, matter bad, spirit good, but an integral complementary system where there's this constant flow of spirit into matter and then back again. And, and so those are the cycles of life and death. And we have all these cycles in our bodies. We have all these circadian rhythms. We have the pulse. There's actually a tide that they talk about in cranial sacral therapy that goes between the base of your cranium and, you know, the, the, the foundation of your kundalini, you know, the, the, at the bottom of the spine. There are, in your, uh, in your spinal column, there is a fluid column that goes through there of tides washing back and forth. And so that gets interrupted when we become traumatized or violated or in some way pain is inflicted on us, just like we hold our breath. And we stop. We stop the rhythm. And so we have to find ways to restore that. And so in traditional systems, you have qigong, you have yoga, you have trance dance, you have circle dances of entire communities where we're uniting our energies And we're going in natural ways. We're moving our bodies rhythmically or chanting or moving to drums. And these are all ways of restoring that flow that we're all seeking. You know, that's really what we're after when we fall into addictive behaviors is that nectar.
0: And that nectar, what I'm hearing, is that natural flow, that sweetness, that when we're literally in tune with and supported by the flow of the cycles of life in our bodies, in the earth, and this is so tasty. I want to talk more about this and go deeper into into how we do this and how the how the ancients and indigenous people have done it and what's been suppressed and, and we get to express when we come back from a break in a word from our fabulous sponsors who we encourage you to support so great shows like this and Max can keep coming to you, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Sex Tantra and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex with the very amazing and, and historically well-based Max Dishu, a founder of the Suppressed Histories Archived. And we are talking about that that the nectar of how energy flows and the ways that we reconnect that, that indigenous people and ancient peoples knew to do and in many cultures still do, and When you're, when you're, when you're tuning into that, becoming aware of that, being in your own flow with that, Max, what feels like it's the most important for our, you know, listening audience to know in the precious and uh, sacred time that we have together about continuing to deepen or reclaim that, um, that healing connection?
1: I think reverence is a really important part of it. And, and and devotion, you know, the, the, if we bring reverence to anything we do in life, but that also applies to, that applies very much to sexuality. Uh, given given what we have to overcome in the culture that surrounds us, approaching it with reverence is a way to really enter in it in a deep way. And there's some, there's some amazing pieces that, like, I have a little bit of a chant here from Australia that is about the Jungle Wool Sisters that talks about the journey of, that they'd made with their brother from the spirit land across the ocean. And it invokes vaginal and uterine, uh, symbolism. In the context of the sea, they're talking about this and and the female secretions that smell like the sea. And so they talk about the salty smell, the roaring sea and its foam, its wide expanse behind us. Sounds from our sacred Naimara mat, and that's reference to the womb, is the Naimara mat, is the womb. Noise as the waters surge around it. Yes, that basket is drying from the foam, which splashed at the spirit land across the sea. All its feathers are shining, drying. Quietly, she opens her legs, only a little, opening that basket, our basket, with its feathered strings and pendants, which were spread out in carefully to dry in the sun's rays, for the foam splashed up on them, staining them. So, this foam that comes from the female sexual secretions is something that pours forth like the ocean, and we have references to this also in Taoist Chinese tradition where they're they're talking about the the nectar that's secreted by the aroused woman curing the one hundred diseases so there's this potential that we have within us that you know the the essence that we contain that's part of us has healing power, it, ha- it can grant visionary uh, power, dreaming power. There's, there's all these aspects to it. And so the, the symbolism that comes out of nature and out of our bodies is something that really is speaking to underlying realities, the nature of being, the nature of our bodies that come out of being, that come out of the Great Mother.
0: Mm, and i And I love this sense of i so lost this sense of reverencing an our bodies and being approaching one another with a sense of true awe and devotion of of the potential healing power of the of the nectar of energy uh, that we can bring to one another. I love that you you keep using the word nectar that 's why i 'm you know grabbing it because it's you know what if my beloved is just the most precious being, and when their breath can bless me, and their hands can bless me, and their uh, their eyes can bless me, and mine can for them, and that's that's what I hear in these ancient texts and in these indigenous, you know, uh, teachings. Is a way of looking at one another in our world that is just completely. Been lost in, like you said, the commodification, the bought and sold nature of of nature. <laughs> you know.
1: Yes, uh, and what you're bringing forward is the connection, and, and that connection. I mean, there's that flow back and forth. You know, that actually augments as it goes back and forth, and it circulates between the beings, and it can be two beings, or it can be a thousand beings chanting in a circle. That that's something that is really it grows. It increases. There's, a, there's another piece where the goddess Inanna, this is from ancient Iraq, southern Iraq in Sumeria, and she, she there's this poem, this, this song, where she calls her vulva, horn of the dipper, the great dipper, right? Mm-hmm. And she calls it slender boat of heaven, new moon crescent, vulva moist in the floodlands. And then she says to her lover, plow then, man of my heart, holy water-bathed loins. And I would love that, the holy water-bathed loins, because, again, it's this idea of this this great flow that comes out from us. And, you know, in the context of lovemaking or just in the context of any experience, deep experience of beauty, music, great art, uh, dance, that, that flow, we connect with that flow. We connect with the pulse of all being
0: Hmm. And I'm just taking a moment to breathe that in because it's so it's so gorgeous and it's it's nourishing to just hear about these things. It's nourishing to hear the ancient stories and to to really recognize or or uh, embrace that there's another possibility than the current world that we're living in and that. Uh, we can create something new through these ancient teachings revealed again, through these suppressed histories being expressed. And I want to learn more about this and, and perhaps even go deeper into the sacred vulva herself when we come back from a break and a word from our fabulous sponsors. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Sex Tantra and Kama Sutra with the amazing and so well-informed, deliciously well-informed Max Deshu. and we were just on the on the sacred edge of Inanna dipping into the the sacred vulva. And is there more? I mean, today the vulva we see plastered in pornography, and it's uh, it's you know it's so. Um, I'm not even sure what to call it. It's, it's, uh, you know, especially if you're a woman, gentlemen that are reading this or hearing this, is, uh, is that to feel that there's a part of you that's, you know, as a woman that's just been splattered everywhere, devoid of a, devoid of a heart, devoid of a soul, devoid of a body, and is just, you know, kind of, you know. It, it, disincarnate in a way. As a woman, that feels really awful. And I'm guessing I've heard some men say that that's how they feel when they feel that they're a walking wallet, that a woman's just looking at them in some way to uh, protect her or to uh, financially take care of her, and that he's not being seen as a whole human being. So we want to reclaim this wholeness and the, the holy whole <laughs> that connects to spirit. So could you tell us more about that?
1: Yes. Well, one thing I wanted to say is there's also this aspect of healing, which is that the the things, the violations we've all undergone. I mean, whether it's a humiliation or or some other trauma there's actually a story that they tell about Demeter after her daughter has been abducted, raped. She's grieving. She's walking the land, and she's grieving and mourning and searching for her, her stolen daughter. And there's an old crone that comes to her named Iambi, a servant woman, and she tries to get Demeter to drink, and Demeter refuses the drink. She's just basically fasting. She's not drinking. She's She's grieving. And so, the Iambe, who is also called Baubo, does this dance, and she pulls up her skirt and she displays her vulva while she dances joyfully, making jokes, and just basically a humorous kind of a dance with the vulva. And so then Demeter laughs, watching this, with the dance of Baubo. and there's this verse from an Orphic poem, Then smiled the goddess, in her heart she smiled and drank the draft from out the glancing cup. So she accepts the drink. She drinks the water of life. There's something that's been restored to her from this vulva dance. And there's an exactly parallel story like this that's told in Japan with the goddess Amaterasu. And also you've got this this kind of crone figure who's doing this vulva dance on an upturned tub and (laughs) pulls her, her blouse up, so her breasts show and she pulls her skirt up so that her vulva shows and she does this dance and all the assembled spirits laugh and joy. And so Amaterasu, who's taken refuge in a cave after a series of violations that have happened, pokes her head out to see what's going on because the world can't exist without her light. And so all of the kami spirits have to get her to return to the world. And so how they do this is you've got Uzumi doing this vulva dance, and so she comes back out. And so these are all restorative to us, and I think it's important for us to know that because very often people become caught in their pain and they think, that's it, you know, it's just going to be like this, I'm going to be screwed up. And there's always this healing and regenerative power that exists. There's Mm -hmm. Go ahead.
0: We don't have to be. What I hear you saying is we, 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 male and female, we are wounded by our culture. Sometimes male or female, we're yes. wounded in a sexual way by the way our genitals have been treated or our bodies have been treated. And that there's a, that what I hear you saying is that indigenally and cross-culturally throughout time, that, that there is a healing journey. And that there's something about Eros itself, the dancing, the dancing vulva. You know, there's something about that life force itself returning to us and a blessing that can happen when we are newly touched or in by story, by picture, by another human being who can bring us that reverence and devotion.
1: Yes, and by music, by things that have juice to them you know and it's not only our bodies that are wounded it's our souls our minds you know we get caught in these patterns of thought and you know our 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 awareness is not pouring through our veins it's it's stuck you know you get these energetic cysts and so this is what we're all trying to be healed from but but on the other side of that i would like to share with you a tantric invocation of goddess who abides in the first chakra the the, the base of the spine where the kundalini Dwells. Mm. In it reigns Para, which means the Supreme, the Awakener of Eternal Knowledge. She is the Omnipotent Kala, who is wonderfully subtle to create and is subtler than the subtlest. She is the receptacle of the continuous stream of ambrosia, which flows from the eternal bliss. By her radiance, it is that the whole of this universe and this cauldron illumined. So this really is showing the indwelling of divinity inside the body and in the energy centers that exist in our body. Uh, there's, a, there's this restorational promise if we can only just bring our memory, our consciousness, our day-to-day consciousness gets so trapped and we have to always like remember, remember breath, remember flow, remember to stand up and move and don't just like I'm going to stand up right now, uh, that there is this always-present essence that exists in all of us. We all have it. We are all part of her. And so there are all these manifestations of her that are constantly cycling around through life and death, and this movement of spirit is happening through everything like a dance. And so we have to just, our our task is not to forget that, because we do in daily life, we get we forget. We're stuck somewhere in some mind nightmare, and we're forgetting this fluid brilliance, this radiance that is us, what we really, truly are.
0: Mm. You know, may may we continue to find, recover, discover the ancient wisdom, the indigenous wisdom, through story, through song, through dance, through... Beautiful art, such that we can return to that the sacred ways and the sacred blessing of being for ourselves and our world. And how might people find you? I mean, I just have to tell you, you want to find Max. Her her website, her her artwork, her her information is so important and relevant for all of us today. How do they find you and get a hold of you, Max?
1: There is there's two websites. One of them is the and you can just also Google Max Dashu, but no C in Dashu. And the, that's the, that's a, there's a lot of articles on there. There's video clips from my uh, DVD, Women's Power and Global Perspective. And then the other site is my art. And that's a lot more about this dance and flow that we've been talking about today. And that's www.maxdashu.net. And you can explore around there. There's a lot of goddess images, but also shamanic, uh, themes in, in, in my paintings.
0: And um, people can also contact you to come and give presentations for that? Oh, absolutely. Yes, and you can contact me through my website. And uh, the
1: other thing that you might want to look at is the Sacra Volva poster, which is on the Suppressed History site. It's on both sites. Uh, I have a couple posters that are really global in spectrum that, that show that these, these types of these symbols and these stories and these realities are something that were celebrated on a planetary level and still are, <laughs> but, you know, we, 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 lost some ground. We'll, we'll say that, but to check out the posters. There's a lot of interesting links on those
0: pages as well. I, I totally, I completely recommend that, that you do so. I've had a peek and I encourage our listening audience and I want to thank you so much, Max, for joining us on the show today. It's been truly a blessing. And I want to thank you, our listening audience, for being on this journey with us. And if you want to find out more about Max, see her picture, connect to her website, her biography, and find out more about me, see my picture, connect to my website, my biography, my services. You can do that at www.personallifemedia.com. That's www.personallifemedia.com. Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex.